Hey everybody, before we begin, uh, I just want to say that this is a uh, very, very special episode of the This Week in Marvel podcast. Um, this is a Netflix Marvel's Jessica Jones-centric episode. Uh, first off, we have the star of the show, Jessica Jones herself, Kristen Ritter. She stopped by the office to say hello. And then we dropped by the purple carpet premiere of the uh, new series on Netflix. We talked to Jeff Loeb. Melissa Rosenberg, Eka Darville, Aaron Moriarty, Carrie Ann Moss, Rachel Taylor, Will Travel, and everyone's favorite, David Tennant. So um, stick around and uh, on to the show. Hey everybody, this is Blake with Marvel.com and I have the wonderful pleasure of sitting next to... I'm Kristen Ritter and I play Jessica Jones. We are so excited (laughs) to have you... In the Marvel family now. This is awesome. I'm very excited. I'm very excited as well. I remember I met you at New York Comic Con, and I basically geeked out all over you because I love Don't Trust the Bee. Thank you. That was such a wonderful show. Um, I, I'm curious. You pl- you're playing kind of a, a tortured character on this with some demons. In Breaking Bad, you had some demons. And and, and I guess Don't Trust the Bee, you kind of had a couple demons. Like, how much of the characters, like, correlate? in a way. Well, you know, I think both Breaking Bad and Don't Trust the Bee probably helped, you know, get me this part mm-hmm. um, because uh, Breaking Bad was obviously more dramatic and which there are elements of that in Jesse or Jones, of course. And then I think uh, the comedy of Don't Trust the Bee... So there's some comedy necessary, you know, mm-hmm. in Jessica Jones. So those two things, like, really helped. So I'm really grateful for both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but f- Jessica Jones is just a real, like, kind of a tour de force part. Uh, it's a great opportunity for me to do something so complex and complicated. An opportunity to get to do everything, drama and comedy and action and walking around looking cool, <laughs> um, throwing people through walls, uh, great scenes with amazing scene partners. So this is kind of, like just a dream come true and I know David a little bit and I know Mike just really briefly but they seem like such warm guys yeah and I know definitely when David was by here he was like some I'm gonna lose fans because of how much they like hate they're gonna hate me or whatever what was it like working on the show like did you remove yourself from the part and did they remove themselves from their characters when they yelled cut or was it like, well, I didn't really – I was there every day because I'm in, like, 98% of the scenes in the show. Mm-hmm. So, for me, like, it was all about prep work and just, you know, building that backstory and exploring who Jessica Jones is and before you meet her on screen because she's so driven and motivated by her past. Um, so, I didn't – you know, when they called cut, I kind of had to stay in character. Of course, like, if there was an opportunity where things could be lighter on set, that's always welcome. Um, I, I, inherently, I'm – a goofier person than Jessica <laughs> Jones and I like to laugh and I like to have a good time and um, but this this was really dark material mm-hmm. um, but I worked every day so I, it, for me it was just about like getting there and staying there those guys came in and out which I imagine might be a little bit harder I think to like come into that headspace and then leave it and keep coming back and forth um, so for me I just kind of went in and kept my head down and did my work did you I know Bendis's work is really dark like you mentioned especially alias is crazy did you did, have, did you read it before you i did i i read the comics and i loved them um and called jeff loeb you know <laughs> right afterwards i was like what else is there and of mm. course she has some appearances elsewhere in the pulse but nothing like alias and he was like Kristen, calm down because <laughs> i was like i need more i need more 
Um, I said, calm down, because she will be as developed for television as she was in the comics. But what an amazing source material. What an amazing book. I loved that character. I loved that it was more mature, more adult content, um, and just so character-driven. Mm-hmm. And how was Comic-Con for you? Was this, this wasn't your first one, was it? Yeah, totally. Really? It was my first time at any kind of mm-hmm. Comic-Con. Um, and so, you know, it was a thrill. When we you know started the show for me I'm really I rely really heavily on wardrobe and I always have like a really specific idea of how I want to look and feel and um, I rely on that for a physicality and just like a vibe so when people showed up to Comic-Con dressed as Jessica Jones <laughs> I got way more excited than anyone's ever been about anything and I felt like we had really like achieved a massive goal um, the fact that the show isn't even out yet and there were people coming dressed like her, and you got it immediately. It was wait, so exciting. Wait, you'll, if you're at San Diego next year, just wait. You'll see, like, hordes of, of you walking around, I'm sure. That'll be so fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you personally like? At Marvel's, you know, like, geeks. We got a bunch of geeks in the in the kindest way possible. What do you personally geek out over? Uh, what do I geek out over? Do you collect anything? Do you binge watch shows, movies, music? I've been I've binge watch shows. I'm really into music as well. Mm-hmm. I've been um, binge watching Damages this week. Nice. I started on, on my flight home. A little, uh, not really a Marvel, but um, it's a, well, Glenn Close it's a psychological was in Guardian, thriller. So she was? So, yeah. She was in Guardians oh, that's of the right. Galaxy. Yeah. She's amazing. Yeah. I think Glenn Close, Glenn Close is my um, is like my career icon. <laughs> From Fatal Attraction, you know, to Cruella DeVille, yep. like all of it. Right. But she's so great in Damages. But a lot of our the crew people from Jessica Jones also worked on Damages. Mm. Um, so I tend to binge watch like character-driven psychological thrillers, uh, which is what Jessica Jones is. Uh, also happens to be uh, a superhero story and part of the Marvel world, so it's it's very exciting for me. What what kind of music are you into? I like indie rock, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> um, right now I'm really uh, kind of uh, revisiting. I just watched uh, Straight Outta Compton. Oh, cool! Yeah, so I'm like revisiting The Chronic. <laughs> Um, that's really embarrassing. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Why is it embarrassing? Well, because look at me. You know. <laughs> I don't know if I'm like the target demographic, but I'm into it. I'm really into it. Yeah. Um, so uh, I want to ask too, as far as Jessica the character goes, like I've only seen a couple scenes in the, the trailers that have come out. Like she's a tortured um, former superhero. Can you explain kind of what – the backstory is yeah so she sort of tried her hand at being a superhero and it did not go very well mm-hmm. um uh, without you know spoiling anything for anybody uh, there were some seriously terrible events that happened to her um and then there was another there was a really a terrible person that happened to her uh, so she has and used her powers against her or used her powers for bad mm-hmm so she has some serious PTSD and associates her superhero history with very bad things. She wants nothing to do with it. So when we first meet her, she's rebuilding her life and the building blocks and uh, trying to just just get through her days. Um, she works as a PI in New York City where she's just trying to make a buck to buy whiskey. So her struggles are very personal um, and very uh, very intimate and very relatable mm-hmm. uh, and very very grounded in, in the real world. That's awesome. Yeah. I want to mention, we only got about a couple of minutes left, but um, you congratulations on the NBC 
Oh, yeah, we just saw that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anything you want to uh, tell fans they, to check out besides Jessica Jones, which well, I'm sure they're going to check Honestly, out. right now, like, I've just been doing Jessica Jones all day, every day. And I'm so excited that the show's coming out and being able to, like, go around and talk about it and experience the show in a different way and, and sort of celebrate everybody's extremely hard work. Yeah, the things I've heard are kids were having to leave the audience at the at the screening. Yeah. Which, why would you bring kids to, you know? Uh, yeah, I definitely <laughs> did warn them it's not for kids. It definitely is not. It's definitely a more mature audience. I mean, even Alias was rated R, a part of Marvel Max, which is for adults specifically. So this is not kid-friendly. Mm-hmm. I would definitely recommend, um, I think it's more like 16 and up. <laughs> Let's I, call it that. I heard uh, rumblings around the office are like, if you thought Daredevil was dark, get yeah. ready. Yeah, this is definitely dealing with um, some darker, some darker um, material and a darker backstory. Uh, it, it definitely goes there. It definitely goes there. And finally, uh, your your Instagram is wonderful. Yeah. How can fans follow you on the the interwebs? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. How can fans follow you on the? the yeah, so online? I am on Twitter at at Kristen Ritter, and on Instagram I'm the real Kristen Ritter, which is. An unfortunate handle, but it seems to be nothing. I can do <laughs> Why about is it, it unfortunate? Well, I would just like to have my own name. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like the real Kristen Ritter is so dumb. But we'll talk. We got we got friends over at Instagram. We'll can talk we to ask them? them? Yeah. Can somebody just put out the word? Maybe they can shoot me a message. I'd like to have <laughs> at Kristen Ritter if that's possible. But for now. Um, at the real Kristen Ritter, <laughs> where you can find my adventures promoting Jessica Je- Jessica Jones and also my adventures with my dog Mikey. <laughs> well, thank you so much. You have been wonderful to us at Comic Con doing interviews with us. Like, I'm happy. This to is do awesome. It. Yeah. This is Marvel, your universe. So we're with Melissa Rosenberg, showrunner Jessica Jones. What made uh, this story? What made you want to tell this story on on television? The character uh, of Jessica Jones is just such a great. Um, really complex character. She's tough, and yet there's a vulnerability to her. Uh, she's funny, and you have this. You know, we we, we got incredibly lucky uh, to have Kristen Ritter playing her because that is a woman who can deliver a dry line. You know, it's funny. Like I, I, we know David and Mike really well. We know Kristen a little bit. They're all sweethearts. How do you turn these really nice people into just this angry? Like some of them are bitter. You know, how do you do that? Uh, you, you know, you get great actors, and, and uh, they can they can bring it to the screen. Mm. You know, and what was it like working with Joe and Jeff behind the scenes? Jeff was a, is is continues to be uh, an incredible partner in this. I mean, you know, Jeff is a writer as well, but he and not that he was writing on the show, but he's he, he brought that sort of insight into um, into the right you know to the writers. Mm. So. He was just a great champion, you know, always, always supporting my vision and my, my, uh, the directions that I wanted to go and, it, you know, and, and Joe, he was out in New York, he's, he's more behind the scenes, but, um, you know, I consider Jeff uh, one of the best creative partners I've, I've ever had. And finally, uh, Daredevil's been so successful. What are some of the differences and similarities with, with the show? With Dare- uh, Daredevil? Daredevil and Jessica Jones. Um, the similarities are, are about the world in which they exist. You know, the the MCU. Uh, the, so the mythology is is the same. The um, the, the streets. It, you know, it's really um, about the the look and the tone. You know, the the um, powers. But other than that, there. You know, every show has its own voice, and uh, you know, they really encourage that. 
the folks at Marvel was, you know, I, I hadn't even seen Daredevil before we were starting. Oh, wow. I didn't, hadn't even read a script, really? and, nor has Luke Cage read anything or seen anything of us, I think. So they really exist in their own universe. And I think, you know, Jeff is sort of the puppet master of, you know, making sure that we're not, no one's stepping on each other's toes. Um, but it's, it's um, yeah, they all have their own voice. Awesome. Thank you so much. We're looking forward to it. Thank you. So we are with Mr. Jeff Loeb on the purple carpet of the Jessica Jones premiere. What made Kristen the perfect choice to play this character? Well, first of all, we saved an enormous amount in wardrobe because that's how she dresses. <laughs> um, I, look, we looked at, at literally hundreds of actresses, and sometimes someone just walks in and owns a part. And that was Kristen. This was something that she had dreamed about this kind of character as an actor. She gave it 110% all the time. Uh, you, you, when you know that you're going to start with someone who is emotionally drained and, and broken uh, and then has to work their way back and become the hero of the story, that takes a very special person. And, and I think that's where we really lucked out. And you were around when the, the, the comic came out. Did you ever think that this would ever become a, a TV series? Actually, of all of the properties that, that we looked at when we first started Marvel Television, Jessica Jones was one that sort of floated right to the top. It had so many of the elements. It was very grounded. It was very real. Uh, it had a, a strong female lead, which works very well uh, in television. Um, but. For us to be able to do it the way we wanted to, we needed to be able to find the right platform. It, it was not a show that we could do on broadcast, and you know we love broadcast with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Agent Carter, um, but we really needed to be able to go somewhere where we could tell the story the way it needed to be told, and, and Netflix really stepped up. And, and it, not just in the sense of, of Jessica Jones, but being able to interlock it with things like Daredevil and Luke Cage and, and Iron Fist, and each one of those shows has a different flavor and a different meaning and, and a different theme uh, so that being able to tell this and not have it feel like Daredevil, uh, to have Daredevil sort of start out and, you know, when we first started talking about Daredevil, you know, a lot of interviews that I did, I said, you know, it, we thought of it as a crime story first and a superhero story second. And people were like, well, what does that mean? We don't understand. And, and then they saw the show and they went, oh, it's a crime story first. Um, and, and that's the case here. You know, this is, has always been for us a psychological thriller. Uh, that this is more, has more had the feeling of something like Silence of the Lambs than it does a superhero story. Are there superpowers? Yes. Is there adventure? Yes. Is there, are there things that are larger than life and really marvel? Absolutely. But it also speaks on a very, very grounded level as to what I think a lot of people are going through right now, which is that it's hard out there. And being able to do what it is that you want and do what it is that you love and do it well uh, is something that takes a very special kind of person, and that's who Jessica Jones really is. That's amazing. And finally, uh, congratulations. All the reviews are just fantastic. How are you feeling right now? Uh, my dad would say it beats a sharp stick in the eye. Uh, uh, but, I, you know, look, I, I, I'm very proud, not just of the show, but of, of everybody that's been involved. I, you know, from the very beginning, we've had the best writers, the best cast, and an extraordinary crew that, that worked just endless hours. Uh, everyone at Marvel Television, uh, 
folks like Alan Fine and Dan Buckley and, and Joe Casada at, at Marvel New York, you know, who've just really helped us and shepherded us and, and made sure that, that we could tell a show that, that really feels as big and, and as movie-like as this does. Uh, you know, SJ, who's our, our director, uh, you know, just did an extraordinary job of, of bringing out a, a, just a beautiful performance out of everybody, and uh, I'm just so thrilled. Well, from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to Carter to Daredevil to this, congrats on all the success. Keep knocking it out of the park. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Take good care. Thanks, Jeff. I really Thanks, appreciate it. So, uh, we're with Sean Callery now, composer for Jessica Jones. You've done so much stuff. You, I don't. I haven't seen really. You've done action stuff, but not really like a superhero-y thing. Am I wrong? No, you're. Well, except for Jack Bauer, but that was real world. No, I've never. Uh, no, this is my first Marvel, my first Netflix experience. It was uh, all new ground for me, actually. Was the ex what was the experience like, dif differing from all the your previous work? You know, it's just, I've never worked on a series that was part of a larger universe. You know, they say the, the, the Marvel Universe, but it really is a universe. I mean, you have, you have people that are saving the, the galaxy and you have people that are saving the city. And uh, Jessica Jones is more like saving the city along with Luke Cage and the guys. And, and just, just to sort of be invited into the world was a real honor. And I'm really not making that up. It was a real honor to be asked to do it. And then we had to go and find this this noirish tone for the series that was more, it was dark and jazzy and, and not a very large score. Like even the action sequences are more on drum kits rather than big old percussion toms and stuff. So it was quite a, it was like finding a new language. So I was, I was, um, it was quite a challenge, but it was like a, a, a great yummy challenge. That's how I put it. And things from the soundtrack itself are also doing really well. The songs are, are they, do you have any, do you work right. together with the bands or how do, how do you kind of interplay? Generally not. I mean, what happens is sometimes they put a song, a song will go in the show and then, and then it'll relate to score in some way. And so you want to make sure that the songs, and, and songs are so important to any, I mean, music supervisors are very important people because they find the right flavor and the tone to go into a certain moment of the show that only really comes across in the form of a song, you know? Mm -hmm. The score tries to do that as well, uh, but the score functions, you know, so the score is written for the, for the picture and oftentimes a, a song or a, a song chosen for a scene is, is pre-existing, but someone will find a nugget of a cool song and then it becomes sort of a, just a, a, an iconic moment for the series, you know, when you put something in. So it's very, those, those moments are very fun too. And obviously from everything I've seen, this show's ripping my heart out you're partly to blame in the best way possible for that. Um, I have a question in there. I, I can't think of it. But, like, I mean, it, how did you get so ingrained in that kind of field? Did you go on set ever? or You, just you saw know, it? I never did. I was in town when they started shooting at uh, the very beginning. But I, I was actually in Los Angeles with Melissa and the writers. Um, you know, I started writing melodies uh, after I read the first three scripts. I don't like to read beyond the first three or four because I really don't like to know the outcome of certain characters. I like to discover them like you will as a fan. Mm. And so then when that happens musically, like you'll be like, whoa, this is how, because, you know, it's, not to sound campy, but when you feel something, it's in and of itself never wrong because, oh, I just felt it, you know, so you want to have that sort of spontaneity. And uh, so, but, but I like to think if you're affected by the music, it's in a way where, you know, you, you don't even realize that it's because of the music, or it's because of the music and the acting and the writing and the lighting and everything else. They did some really extraordinary things on this show. Plus, it's not, you know, it's not divided by commercials. Right. So it, it, there's a, it, the way music is placed and the way it plays, it's much more, um, it's, it's much more filmic, you know. It, it, you know. 
Thank you so much. Thanks Thank for you. ripping our heart out. We appreciate well, it. Well, listen, it's an absolute pleasure. <laughs> Thank you Take so care. much. I appreciate it. Um, so we're with Carrie Ann Moss on the purple carpet. You went to New York Comic Con. Was this your first con over the yeah, uh, yeah, that was my first one, yeah. What was that experience like, seeing all the fans that were excited for something they hadn't even seen yet? Oh, it was, it was great. Was that in New York or L.A.? I can't remember. <laughs> was it in New York? Oh, my God. Well, I'd never been. I didn't even know what to expect. And I have to say I that I kind of was very moved by it to meet the fans in that way because I live in my little life, and mm -hmm. I go to the grocery store, and I make breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and I work, and I drive. You know what I mean? I, I don't really have any idea of sort of like how people feel about me or Trinity or you know what I mean right, like my right. career so that was kind of neat and I, I felt I felt a lot of um, yeah, it was kind of emotional it was interesting did you read the comic before? yes what, yeah. what was that experience like reading it for the well, first my character's time? not in it mm -hmm. so I was really looking at it just for just to kind of just absorb you know and I couldn't you know I'm not necessarily that kind of a person that could understand taking that and visually making it happen although I think they did an incredible job I was just kind of soaking it in awesome. yeah. thank you for taking the time really appreciate it um, so we're with the man the legend David Tennant how are you doing today sir? I'm extremely well thank you so you told me you came by our office once you said you're a big spider-woman yeah. fan yeah what made this Jessica Jones show something you wanted to be a part of well, the very marvelness of it was a good starting point. And then, of course, I read the source material, which is just the most fantastic comic book. Uh, a, a very, uh, you know, not, uh, not the kind of comic books I grew up reading, something slightly more adult, um, slightly darker, uh, and hugely captivating. And, and, and the fact that that was being adapted into a TV show seemed to make perfect sense. It was already very filmic. So. I was just very keen to be part of that, yeah. And finally, uh, you told me again when you came out of the office that you were afraid like some fans of Doctor Who and some might be afraid of your character. No, I don't think so. I think Doctor Who fans are very intelligent and uh, they understand that, you know, different acting challenges as they come along. So uh, I, I'm sure they'll enjoy it because it's well-written stuff, as is Doctor Who, you see. They're very discerning viewers. Well, thank you. You've always been a pleasure with us and really, really appreciate pleasure, it. Pleasure, Blake. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, David. We're here on the purple carpet with Rachel Taylor. How are you doing today? I'm really good. I love that the carpet is purple. I know. What was, so you, you were at, we met you at New York Comic Con. Was this your first convention before? Or? No, I've done Comic Con a couple times, but I've never done a Marvel Comic Con before, which is a very, very different experience. Uh, and it's a better experience. You know, I feel like our fans, or the Marvel Comic Book Universe fans, are so engaged, so supportive, and really, you know, I'm playing a character that has this kind of incredible lineage in the Marvel mm -hmm. um, comic book universe. So I feel like I've kind of just borrowed her from the fans, you know, that she's really just kind of on loan to me. Um, and I'm very, very grateful to be able to take her for a minute. And uh, yeah, I hope I do her justice. What's interesting is that, you know, always Jeff Loeb and Melissa Rosenberg made it clear to us that this was Jessica Jones as seen for television. Mm -hmm. And, um, and you know, um, Trish doesn't appear in the alias comic books so we've done like a little abridged version of a number of, of the different marvel properties and i think uh fans are going to be really intrigued by it awesome thank you so much we're on the purple carpet with Ika Darville. You were at San, uh, New York Comic Con with us, correct? Yes, I was. What was the experience like? It was one of the best experiences I've had in my life, actually, creatively. It was like being a, a rock star in a different way. I've never really understood that Marvel world. I'm in its full scope until going to Comic Con. And, yeah. what, what's the experience like, Ben, uh, while filming the show? It's got be, Being a part of the Marvel Universe is a pretty big deal. 
Yeah, apparently. <laughs> um, it's it's been it hasn't been like what I guess people would expect in terms of working on a superhero show because it's so based in real life characters dealing with real life issues and it's very grounded and kind of gritty and so it never really felt like anything fantastical it was always yeah just come to work do the best that you can do and go home that was kind of it but, awesome thanks so much we're looking forward to it absolutely pleasure. nice to meet you so we are here with will travel on the purple carpet at jessica jones purple premiere carpet. i do have a little slightly purple oh, suit nice. on there see the little purple thread there was this planned Yes, really <laughs> deliberate. No, I had this already had this shoot before, so I'm like, yeah, this is great. Yeah. Are you how excited are you for the show to finally be coming out? Dude, uh, you know what? It's a dream come true. Do you know what I mean? So I come from Australia. You venture out to the U.S. You're like, you know, really, you spend you know the next ten years working, trying to get somewhere and make make your the, your passion a job, and then here I am, middle of New York, in the middle of Times Square, the premiere. It's phenomenal. You know. What I mean? I always love asking people when we interview them, like, how, what was Marvel in Australia when you were growing Marvel, up? Uh, Marvel's presence in Australia is mainly through the cinematic universe. You know, there's not a lot of comics. We don't, I don't think we grew up really with that many comics or kids reading comics. So, our and our introduction to Marvel is through the cinematic universe. So, so that's why it's you know, doubly exciting for me. I'm like, yeah. Let's say, uh, tell fans about your character real quick. Uh, yeah, I play Officer Simpson, uh, who is very distinctly. Uh, dedicated to the idea of providing justice. And the way he goes about it may not always be the right way, but uh, yeah, he's there to serve and protect. He takes that very seriously. Thanks so much, we appreciate it. Um, so we're here with Aaron Moriarty on the purple carpet yeah. at the Jessica Jones premiere. Are you excited to finally have this coming out? Oh, I'm so excited because we've all been so excited about this since we started working on it. And you know, it's a quick turnaround, but it's not quick enough. I'm just so excited for everyone to finally see it. Cause you know, you're, you're a part of something that's so, exciting you want to share it with everyone and there's been a lot of you know hype about it already so it's just very gratifying i think we're all ecstatic and how did you get into your character when you first started you know what um the way that my character evolves is in a really dramatic way because basically you meet her and something happens it's a big effect event and that catalyzes the rest of the season so i just had to kind of go into a dark headspace because something really horrible happens to her at the beginning and the only way for me to really portray that was to go into that headspace. I mean, I had to. I had no choice. So, you know, it was just a matter of, like I said, going into a very dark, emotional place so that I could sort of honestly portray that terrific, uh, horrible event. Thank you. We're looking yeah. forward to it. Really Thank appreciate you. it. Thank you. All right, everybody, that's the show. I just want to give a very, very special thanks to Annie, Jenny, and Henry over at Marvel PR, the stars of Marvel, for making this all happen. Uh, I want to thank you for listening, and uh, enjoy Netflix Marvel's Jessica Jones. Uh, this is Marvel, your universe.